0: On Transforming Lives.
1: Today we want to share on the third principle of developing self-discipline, and that is focusing on results.
0: Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia. A multicultural, missions oriented, disciple making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message.
1: Amen. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. These are the memories of Nehemiah, son of Hakkiah. In late autumn, in the month of Kisle, in the twentieth year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was at the fortress of Susa. Heneni, one of my brothers, came to visit me with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned from the captivity and about how things were going in Jerusalem. They said to me, things are not going well for those who returned to the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The walls of Jerusalem have been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I moaned, fasted and prayed to the God of heaven. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you the glory, the honor and the praise. We bless you, Lord, because you are a good God you are a faithful God. Give me utterance this today to um, minister to your people. I pray for hearts to believe, minds to understand, and wills to obey. In Jesus' name. Years ago, uh, a man and his wife in a Michigan town um, sought to find news about their lost daughter. They decided that they were going to give out all of their possession for news leading to the recovery of their child. As an act of good faith, they decided to list everything that they possess. Um, their entire possession included a home with furniture that um, cost above $350,000 in today's value. They, they had $200 in the bank. The father had a silver watch and the mother her wedding bands. They were willing to surrender everything they had for the love of their daughter. There was, was no price too great for them to, pour, um, to pay. No sacrifice too hard. Like Jesus, they were willing to empty of themselves so that their child can be restored to their love. God wants us to be willing to give of ourselves and become channels of his grace and power. He wants us to follow his example. Jesus said in John three sixteen, God loves the world, That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Real love is to give up of our lives for people. The Apostle John said in first John 3:16: We know what real love is, because Jesus gave up his life for us, so we ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. We are continuing our series on the recipe for success. The last time we ministered, we began teaching on the third ingredient of the recipe for success, that is, developing self-discipline. We told you that there are three principles of self-discipline. They are living a disciplined lifestyle, challenging your excuses, and focusing on results. We were only able to teach on two of the principles— discipline, I mean, living a disciplined lifestyle and challenging your excuses. We told you to live a disciplined lifestyle, you must discipline your body, you must discipline your mind, and you must discipline your spirit. We also told you that to challenge your excuses, you need to know that the joining of a thousand miles began with one step. Jesus said, all things are possible to those who believe. Instead of making excuses, you need to focus on your strength. You also need to know that action comes before feelings. You need to eliminate the tendency to make excuses, and you need to know that God does not accept excuses, neither do people. Today, we want to share on the third principle of developing self-discipline, and that is focusing on results. The passage we read earlier in Nehemiah gave us a good example of how to get results when we focus on becoming a caring person. When Jesus was on this height, he cared for hurting people. As members of his church, we are to, be, uh, 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 we are to give our lives and become oases of God's love and power, a place where people can come and they can find hope and refreshing. A place where people can come and experience the love and the power of God. Nehemiah demonstrated five basic principles of a caring person. He care enough to act, he care enough to pray, he care enough to act, he care enough to partner, and he care enough to praise. Let's look at each one of these principles so that we can uh, uh, focus on results. In Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 2, the Bible said, Hananiah, one of my brethren, came to visit me with some of the other men who had just arrived for Judea, Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned from the captivity, about the things that were going on in Jerusalem. The situation in Jerusalem was devastating. Economic depression was there due to farming. Social oppression was due to greed. Persecution and harassment came from the neighbors of the Jews, and they were defenseless because the walls were broken down. These words summarize the situation. The remnant was in reproach because of the ruined city. Nehemiah was in an affluent position, but he cared enough to ask questions. Most people refused to ask questions because... Information uh, um, brings obligation. They turn their faces away from facts. They close their eyes to the truth. Just because we you refuse to acknowledge situation does not mean that it will go away. Like Nehemiah, we need to care enough for God's people, as people all over in our all around us and in our midst are hurting, and they need help. We need to see ourselves through the eyes of God, and we need to give ourselves with love and compassion to help people. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 9 Jesus traveled throughout all the region, the towns, and the villages, teaching in their synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. He healed every kind of disease and illnesses, and when he saw the crowd, he was moved with compassion. On them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is truly ripe or plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he may send more people to enter into his harvest. We must have compassion on people. We must love them and we must be willing to be channels of God to help them. The second thing that Nehemiah did was that he cared enough to pray. The Bible tells us in verse four that when he heard the situation, he said, "I sat down and wept." In fact, for days, I mourned and fasted and prayed to the God of heaven. On uh, uh, one of the greatest resources that we can as believers. Have is that we have access to the throne of grace. Nehemiah understood the vastness of the problem, and he knew that he needed divine intervention. The Bible tells us in John, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and I abide in you, you shall bear much fruit. Like Nehemiah, we need to depend wholly on the Lord to accomplish his work through us. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, the Bible says, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, because it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. God works in us in order for us to be able to work out his plan in our lives. You see, prayer is very important because prayer internalizes the burden and deepens our ownership to the the need. Prayer insists that we depend on God and God alone. Prayer enables us to see things the way God sees them and to understand what God desires. Prayer acts as a catalyst for our action. The third thing that Nehemiah did was that Nehemiah cared enough to act. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 11, the Bible says, Nehemiah saying, he said, O Lord, please hear my prayer. Listen to the prayers of those who, (coughs) excuse me, listen to the prayers of those who, of us who delight in honoring you. Please grant me success today by making the king favorable to me. Put it in his heart to be kind to me. In those days I was the king cupbearer. In chapter two verse one, he said Early the following spring in the month of Nisin, during the twentieth year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was serving the king his wine. I had never before appeared sad in his presence. So the king asked me, Why are you looking sad? You don't look sick to me. You must have deep trouble. Then I was terrified, but I replied, Long live the king. How can I not be sad? For the city where my ancestors are buried is in ruins, and the gates have been destroyed by fire. The king asked, Well, how can I help you? With a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied, If it please the king, and if you are pleased with me, your servant. Send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried. The king and the queen were sitting together, and, and he asked, How long will this be? And, I, and when will you return? After I told him how long I will take, the king agreed to my request. Now, this is a powerful uh, 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 um, lesson for us. The Bible tells us that Nehemiah um, cared enough in order to to ask questions concerning the situation in Judah. He cared enough to to pray and ask God for God's intervention. But you see, praying and asking uh, uh, are not sufficient. They need to lead us to acting on what we pray for. When you ask questions or ask people about the problems and the situation and you pray and ask God for God's intervention, then you need to open your heart and allow God to use you. And that's what Nehemiah did. He said he prayed and he asked God for God to give him favor. But then when the opportunity came and the king were were concerned about him, he asked the king for the king to grant him uh, 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 an opportunity to go and rebuild the land. Nehemiah allow himself to be used by God. You see, it is not sufficient for us to to know about the need or be concerned about the needs of others. It is also not sufficient for us to pray for God's intervention. We must be willing to give of ourselves to help in the situation. Jesus said, pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In order for the kingdom of God to be done on earth and for the will of God to be established, God needs vessels, God needs people, He needs someone who will be willing for Him to walk through. Like Isaiah, we need to say to God, Yeah, we are Lord, send us. Amen. We cannot ask God to send somebody else if we ourselves are not willing to go. It is important. For us to avail ourselves to God so that God can use us. God wants to use our time, our talents, our resources in order to advance his kingdom. And we must be willing vessels so that God can use us. In um, Luke chapter 10, the Bible gave us a very, very important story. Um, and Jesus had been ministering. He had disciples. He had been teaching and training his disciples. But then Jesus decided that he was going to go to different villages and different towns around Judea. And he decided to send um, 70 of his disciples ahead of him. And the, the Bible says he called them to himself. He gave them authority and power. to to be able to cast out demons and to heal sickness and disease. And then he said to them in in verse 1, he said uh, uh, um, to them, uh, um, uh, um, uh, 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 the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest who is in charge of his harvest and ask him to send more workers into his field. And then he said, now remember, I am sending you as lambs in front of wolves okay and then he he said to them uh, um when you go if you enter someone's home, first say unto them peace be to this house and if those who live in the house are peaceful your blessing will stand if they are not your blessing will return unto you don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who what deserves the pay and if you enter into a time and it welcomes you, eat there and uh, what is, whatever is set before you. Heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What Jesus was telling his disciples was that I'm sending you to go out and you need to be channels of God. You need to be channels of God's blessing. You need to be channels of God's peace. You need to be channels of what God wants to do in the lives of people. God loves people, but God needs vessels here on earth in order to work with people. It is very important for us to to avail ourselves to allow God to work in and through us. Say hallelujah. Amen. The fourth thing that Nehemiah did was that Nehemiah cared enough to partner. In Nehemiah chapter chapter 2 verse 16... The Bible says that uh, um, the city officers did not know that I have been out there or what I was doing, for I had not yet said anything to anyone about my plans. I had not yet spoken to the Jewish leaders, the priests and the nobles and the officers or anyone else in the administration. But now I said unto them, You know very well what trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been destroyed by fire. Let us rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and end this disgrace. Then I told them how the gracious hand of my God was upon me and about my conversation with the king. And then they replied, Yes, let us rebuild the wall." So they began the work. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, any great work of God requires more than one person. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Any great work of God requires more than one person. Psalm 133 says, Behold how wonderful and how good it is for brothers and sisters, to work together in unity or in harmony. He said, for harmony is precious as the anointing oil that, that was poured over Aaron's head and that runs down his beards and unto the border of his robe. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew upon the mountain of Hermon and that falls on the mountain of Zion. And there the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life forevermore. God desires for us to work together. Every great work requires God working with more than one person. God put his anointing and his grace and his power or in his vision or burden in the heart of one person, but then he rallied around people to work along in order to build. Like Nehemiah, God put a heart, a burden in his heart, but then Nehemiah had to talk to the elders, he had to talk to the priests, he had to talk to the administrator, he had to talk to the governors and the officers in order to help the, him to rebuild the wall. And the same thing is important if you will be successful. You need to be able to partner with people to help you in whatever endeavor you find yourself in. In Genesis chapter Chapter Eleven. the Bible tells us that God came down in um, there was the this, this, this city. the people were building a wall that they, I mean a tower that they wanted to reach all the way to heaven, and God came down and this is what he said. He said, "Look, the people are united, and they all speak the same language After this, Nothing they set their minds to do will be impossible to them. There were a group of people. They were wicked, they were not desiring to serve God, they wanted to make a name for themselves, and here was what God said about this group, and if you and I will unite and work together, there's nothing impossible for us to do. Amen? God's kingdom requires the collective effort of all of his children. The Bible tells us that there are differences of spiritual gifts. God gave different gifts. But the same spirit is the source of all. There are different kinds of services, uh, but, but the, we serve the same Lord. There are different um, ways in which we, we can do the work of God. But the spiritual gift uh, is given by God and God alone. God can accomplish extraordinary things in our lives if we are willing to work together. The Bible tells us about the early church, that there were people who worked together. In Acts chapter 2, the Bible says they worshiped together at the temple, and each day they met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and they shared their meal with joy and generosity, and praising God while enjoying the goodwill of the people. And God added to the church daily those who needed to be saved. Amen. When you work together, God works with you in order to bring great success. It is important for us to work together. Amen. Last uh, 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 um, thing, principle concerning Nehemiah is that he cared enough to pray. In Nehemiah chapter 6, the Bible tells us that on, on October 2nd, the world was finished. It took 52 days. After they began, when the, their enemies and the surrounding nation heard about it, they were frightened and humiliated. And then they realized that it had been the help of their God. Amen. Nehemiah and the children of Israel accomplished a great task for God. They, they did the work of God in record time. They took 52 days to build the walls of Jerusalem, I mean, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. But Nehemiah understood also that everything they did was because God's grace and God's power was upon their lives, and God allowed them to be able to do that. And so Nehemiah decided that he was going to give God all the glory. And that's what we need to do. Whatever God called us to do, we need to do it with all of our might. We need to yield ourselves to it. We need to to, to rally around other people and get their involvement in it. But we need to know that the work of God is done by God, and we need to give God the praise. Jesus said to his disciples, "'Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature.'" And then the Bible says in in Mark chapter uh, um, 16, verse 19, it says, When he finished telling them, he was taken up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. And then the Bible says the disciples went out everywhere and preached the gospel. And the Lord, say the, and the Lord. And the Lord worked through them, confirming his works with signs and wonders. God's work is done by God. And when we work with God, we need to give God the glory. God is looking for people like Nehemiah, who, in spite of their own circumstances, will care enough to inquire about the affairs of others, will care enough to seek God for wisdom and intervention, will care enough to decide to be used as vessels of God's love and God's power. We care enough to get others involved in the work of God, and after God accomplished his work, we gave God all the glory. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Bless your people. Encourage their heart. Minister unto them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life, but your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior.
2: Friends. We are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at BethelVA.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services. On Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our Contemporary Worship Service. On Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study. And on Friday at 8 p.m. at our Intercessory Prayer Meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you.
0: This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m., Contemporary Worship wednesday at 8 p.m bible study and friday at 8 p.m intercessory prayer for more information about bethel city of glory and how you can partner with us please visit our website at bethelcityofglory.org or email us at admin at bethelva.com